Hey, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show. Last week was sort of a weird episode because it was a long episode, but it was also an episode missing the beginning. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of felt like the whole conversation went in a direction that didn't require much context. Uh, you know, we tried to keep... Uh, uh, Ryan under the ring and that was a failing effort because he just couldn't follow the K he just couldn't have kayfabe motherfucker but uh, they demanded a game but uh, we couldn't play it today because Justin Valentine uh, is tired so here we are uh, just having a friendly that's right a friendly conversation about professional wrestling notice I didn't say sports entertainment Chuck do you want to say anything about sports entertainment before we discuss professional wrestling no, I would say that uh, a majority of the best I saw last week when it comes to either of those topics was professional wrestling. Now, to be fair, it does sound like people are starting to enjoy the direction, the foundation that WWE is starting to lay down. However, sure. I watched none of it, so I really don't have much uh, conversation to add. So uh, what I did watch was Minoru Suzuki versus brian danielson in a yes. match that would have made farmer burns proud uh, yes. the fallout of the thing was that the ratings war wasn't all that great and you know i guess as of now about nine you know close to nine hundred thousand people have watched uh, that that uh youtube episode that was clashing against the commercial free last half hour whatever there was a whole mishmash of things going on we are starting to see shots being fired in the in the ratings wars which is kind of interesting but not as interesting as Brian Danielson versus Suzuki. That was awesome. That was so much fun. Uh, the way that Brian teased that he was not going to have a slugfest with Suzuki. You know, Suzuki wanted to have the slugfest with him and he just wasn't going to sure. have it. And so they dragged it out. And eventually, by the time we got it, the crowd was just on fire for it. Erica, what did you think of that match? I think you liked it about as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, multiple times I feel like Eric and I were... We're going back and forth saying like, I can't believe they're just giving this away for free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just on YouTube. And uh, it, it was just, oh, man, you could tell they were having fun and just really feeding off the audience's reaction. Like it was just a just a good vibe all around. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Minoru Suzuki, like clearly loving being just slap silly and then turning around and slapping somebody else back. Like, it's just, I, it, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words. You have to watch it to truly get it, understand it and truly appreciate it. Because I mean, I could pontificate for hours about it and probably not make sense to many people, including myself, but you like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch that match. It's just, it, plus it's free. It's Friggin' free! <laughs> like, the that's what's crazy. The murder grandpa for free. Yeah, it's one of those things where I like, I understand why you put it on YouTube and gave it away for free, but why the fuck did you put that on YouTube and give it away for free? Jesus Christ! It's so good. It's so good, and it, it like, I love. There, there are two spots in the match that really stood out for me, and the first one was when Suzuki hits Danielson with one of his like forearm shivers and he just goes down. Yeah. And, and then the camera gets a shot of Brian Danielson's face and his eyes are just fluttering in his face. And like in the moment, 
because we know the amount of concussion history Brian Danielson has in the moment you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then like five minutes later, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, Brian Danielson is one of the modern masters at kayfabe. Like he knows every match we watch with him. If he does a flying headbutt spot or takes a real bad shot in the brains or something like that, like sell it like you're dead and it, it will draw in everyone and he's great at it and it's fantastic and even the opening match was good i was expecting that to be kind of a dud right it was bobby fish versus can anyone help me here it's a a, a mm. name lower on a the lee card. moriarty thank you lee moriarty what a technical match that was amazing Huge upside yeah. surprise so if you happen to not have seen that yet on youtube pop over to that uh that pre uh whatever the hell they called it and watch it it's very very good yeah i would say unfortunately the 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 ladies match that started the whole the hour was was okay not great yeah. but okay i hate that i love ty conti i think she's got a fantastic look to her i think she does definitely have the skills but i feel like she either got more ring time when she was in nxt or or she she's just not getting the right amount of training because a lot of her stuff looks it looks loose. It looks a little sloppy. Um, and that's a, a real problem with some of the AEW women's division is that you've got two schools. You've got the school of like, wow, everything you do is tight and believable. And then you've got the school of like, mm, you're still a little green. Even, even what is she like five, seven years into her career? It's like, mm, you're still, you're missing something. And I hate that because I really like the moment I saw Ty Conti in NXT, I was like, well, she's going to be something. She looks like a million bucks. She's great. Gives great facials to the camera and everything like that. And like, she's just, she's missing like one or two parts and she will be a fantastic women's wrestler. But going back to what Shawnee said, yeah, Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty, holy shit. Also fantastic technical wrestling match. And it was weird to go from that match uh, to, to go from, that into the rampage show because it really felt like cm punk and and his opponent whose name escapes me um were really trying to follow danielson and uh and suzuki in a way that like i think they did more technical wrestling than maybe they expected to but they just watched what ha they watched danielson and suzuki fight and they're like how the fuck do you follow that a couple of things about uh, the Suzuki Danielson match, because once again, can't say enough. Uh, one, there's a, it, I, do you guys follow uh, TDE wrestling, the, the GIF account that basically like tracks all of like the wrestling shows and creates GIFs no, for things? No, but I, I okay, appreciate you pronouncing great. it the proper way. But no, hello. I mean, anything worth doing is worth doing right. Uh, they they <laughs> they made a GIF of uh, it was the moment where Suzuki took Bryce Ramsworth, which, by the way, Chuck, you, great job on your interview with Bryce. Thank uh, that you. was a really great listen. I and, wish uh, I could talk to Bryce this week instead of last week, because now he has been in the ring with the murder grandpa. And I uh, love oh my to hear God. what that is like. Well, there's so they they captured they captured the gif of Minoru Suzuki taking him to the corner, just going like, "You stay there, and I will continue to hurt him." Um, so they share the gif with uh, the moment Bryce went from the most unfortunate man on earth to the luckiest. He responds to the the gif account saying, "I pee to live a little. 
even scarier up close. So <laughs> I mean, he might be laying on thick, but like at the same time, it's like, imagine like, nope, you're going to go over here. Uh-huh, yep. uh-huh, yeah, okay. It was, it was just a cute moment. It, it was really fun. was. It, it was yeah. the kind of thing, because a character, an American version of a character like Minoru Suzuki, when they're tired of the ref, abuses them. And that is not who Minoru Suzuki is. Minoru Suzuki just moves you out of the way and continues the violence. Yes. <laughs> just stand one... here and I'll kick him. I contend the one component missing is that he, when he gets enraged, he likes to kick people outside of the ring. And of course you can't just, you know, put young boys out there, although you could, right? Young, sure. you know, these are people here, here to follow Minoru Suzuki and his um, or you do local talent something you need someone there for him to kick the crap out of because that's part of the fun part of the pacing everything he does is very measured right it's the same mm-hmm. act over and over and over and over and over again but it's great but it's great yeah. yes he's perfected it it's a very um zen sort of approach to things and uh and taking that component out a little a little tedious come on guys come on now how about maybe a bigger gaffe from tony khan the chance that he may have showed the uh, pay-per-view card while on the television now saying, well, that's not really what it is. Although if you look in that tournament, for example, uh, what is it? He had, he had Mark Mox uh, written down next to um, uh, who was it? The only other huge name in the tournament. It's uh, it, it, it's, it's oh, is it, uh, hold on. I'll find it. Yeah. It's dicey though. It looks like he may have revealed the entire card for his next pay-per-view on television. That I would fe- be a boner move. I feel like he meant to do it. Think like, so? Tony Tony Khan is a very intelligent man. Sure. Um, I I um I just he knows exactly what he's doing at all times, especially if he's being watched. Like he is a savvy dude. Like he knew as soon as he had something like that, they're like, oh, they're gonna eat this up. Because, right. I mean, why wouldn't we? This is what we do. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it was a mistake. Did you find I, that? That's just. Yeah, it's uh, John Moxley and Brian Danielson. And who else mm. is in that tournament? Do you have the. Uh... Um, I believe MJF and Darby Allen. No, that's that's not a tournament match. Uh, CM Punk and Wardlow. I believe no, it was a no, tournament these, match uh, in there. Are you, sure you looking for tra- the brackets? Yes, I'm looking for the brackets. Yeah. Okay. We can find that. We have the internet. Oh, yeah. We're all on. We can find it. We thought you had found it, sir. (laughs) I found an article about it and and was reading off of that. Excuse me. This is the, uh, what, the World Title Eliminator Tournament? Yes. um, I have the bracket if you would like to hear it. Yes. Um, So going from left to right, we have... uh, 10 from the dark order facing off against John Moxley in the opening round. All right. Who do we, uh, we think, do we think John Moxley's winning there? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, bless 10, um, but come on. Uh, (laughs) Then we have orange Cassidy versus powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I feel like powerhouse Hobbs is going to go over. Um, It's still going to be a fun match, but uh, has Moxley and orange Cassidy faced off anyway? I don't Does anyone believe recall? so. Not to my I don't believe so, but it also feels like insanity for Orange Cassidy to win that. Exactly. And it well, especially like it seems like you know, Hobbs is getting the rub. So it, it would just make sense to have him go over. Um on the other side of the bracket, we got Dustin Rhodes against Brian Danielson. I think we know who's gonna win that one, but I think that's gonna be a dynamite match. 
pun not intended it's just <laughs> i swear that's but I, I, that i do genuinely feel that way uh then you have are you, you gonna have need a, some hyperbole for this one here lance archer dynamite like, what is this one lance archer versus eddie kingston the best thing was uh lance archer tweeted out like uh we're, you know this isn't gonna be like a like wrestling we're going to be fighting it was some sort of rah-rah tweet and then eddie kingston quote retweeted and just said fuck you like like, so like those two are good like it it, this is matches that's a great match that's gonna be a great match yeah yeah so i'm yeah i'm excited for this whole mini bracket because so if danielson and moxley are not the 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 finalists for the pay-per-view who wins uh who loses right so we'd have danielson versus either archer or Kingston and uh, Moxley versus Hobbs or Cassidy. I could see Hobbs winning, you know, perhaps some shenanigans, some cheating mm-hmm. uh, with Eddie Kingston in the other bracket. He's not really available to come in and help. I, you know, how do you, or do you do Moxley versus Kingston? And that's otherwise that cheat. We already have one hit on that revealed uh, card that, uh, that. Right. I feel like the, it, it's kind of too early to go to that. Well, moxley versus kingston i feel like we're gonna save that that feud for down the line because that one's gonna be brutal um yeah especially since they you know they had their thing and then they became friends again so eventually there's going to be a falling out uh because this is wrestling after all and friends lose touch with each other um that's just how things work so yeah i mean yeah it's got to be moxley danielson which is awesome because you have these two WWE guys going against each other and, uh, you know, under the new banner. So, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a great match. Like, come on. Like I, I once again, I don't want to pontificate about this. Like we all just agree. Like this whole thing looks great. Doesn't matter like what they do. Like it's going to be good, really good. I wonder too, if that's another way that you know, the WWE is, has been saying for years now that like, oh, well, it's not a competition. Like they're not, they're not the competition. They're not, they're not a serious uh, problem, but we're seeing these moves where like, okay, you're not saying it, but you certainly seem to be doing things specifically for it. And I wonder if King of King and Queen of the Ring might be a part of that because it's a very similar format of, you know, let's take eight superstars and put them in a bracketed tournament. I mean, it, you can't deny the, um, I, gosh, I'm losing uh, the, the turn of phrase, but like just basically the um, competitive booking, if you yeah. will, um, you know, that's clearly not coincidence that they both have two bracket tournaments for their men's and women's division. Um, I mean, it would be one thing if it was like, Oh, you're, you know, AEW is doing something and there looks like Hell in a Cell, but they're not calling it Hell in a Cell and they're doing it two weeks before WWE is doing Hell in a Cell. But, you know, just looking at the the way the news was leaked out last week about like, okay, hey, so um, SmackDown's going to be a half hour longer and on Friday and it's going to go right up into Rampage. Oh, really? Well, then we're going to put a show on YouTube uh an hour before rampage and we're going to give you a banger of a match oh really well then we're going to take all the commercials out of the last half hour of smackdown like this back and forth that you're not saying it but you're certainly acting like it um the, the numbers did come out uh shortly before we started recording did you guys see anything that uh alvarez shared mm. 
<clears throat> Scusa. Uh, so at first, you know, he tweets out, let's see. So this was two hours ago. Follow me on this journey here. SmackDown, 866,000 and a 0.24. AEW, 578,000 and a 0.24. Tony Khan directly responds to him and says, wait till we get the head-to-head 10 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. numbers and then check the replies to this, Brian. So immediately he does that and you're like, okay, so Tony Khan knows something about about the numbers. So Alvarez then follows it up with, can confirm AEW WWE head to head in the 18 to 49 from 10 to 10, 15, you had 363,000 versus 272,000, then 10, 15 to 10, 30, 293,000 versus 293,000. So they, so a draw. So the full 30 minutes, you have basically 328,000 versus 282,5. Then uh, basically, so the Roman and Brock match tied in viewers with Ruby Soho and the bunny. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Because you'd think like, you know, as sexist as this is, and unfortunately I hate saying it, but like, you know, they purposely did that to be like, oh, you know, you know, they'll get the win over like the women. It's like, no, no, no. Those two, you know, the Ruby Soho and the and the Bunny match, I I, th- I thought was awesome. I thought that was a great showing for both of them. And the fact that they tied Roman and Brock, their biggest storyline right now, that's huge. Um, and also, they well, they did that with six minutes of commercials. They had commercials sure. built in in there too. So it's um. It's going to be interesting to see if we have more head-to-head uh, competition like that, but um, I'm sure that it be, you know, since it wasn't a blowout um, by the WWE, I'm sure they're not happy. I don't know if you guys might have experienced this too, but I was definitely spent by the time we got to Rampage. To the point where when I saw that the like last 15 to 20 minutes was the Chris Jericho inner circle American top team stuff. I was like, well, I don't care about that story. And I just turned it off and, you know, found out later that it's like, oh, well, Santana and Ortiz came back. And that was kind of the big end to Rampage. And that's cool and all. But it was one of those things that I would once you've shown me, once you've given me Suzuki and Danielson, like, I mean, I mean, I don't want more of that i just want i wanted that and then i'm good i'm satiated you know i it's someone's um uh who used to be hanging out with um i'm not going to be able to think of either of their names so this is going to be a pointless uh, some one of the old timers um said that suzuki just isn't a draw he he will you know he will get the hardcores to watch yes but that's a couple hundred thousand people um and i think that's probably accurate you know for us that was a huge match and i do get what you mean yeah, um, I don't know that that's generally you know, even for wrestling fans, you know, I think a lot of people probably play lip service to murder grandpa, but don't, you know, uh, necessarily watch any of his matches. Um, I had seen that tweet as well. I think it might have even been Cornette. That no, said that, that... no, no, no. It was uh, he used to be the manager uh, for um, um, the uh, Mr. America guy. Now he's with um Oh, uh, now he's with Chris Jericho. Oh, Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, I, I had a similar reaction to you at first. I, I'm like, get out the hell out of here. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Like the hardcores see Minoru Suzuki's name and decide whether or not like, oh, well, that's something I really want to see. But you know, the people who just watch Raw and SmackDown every week, don't, they don't know who the murder grandpa is. So they don't have a whole lot of context, but it is also, we talked about this a little bit, I think last week, it's great to see him doing the tour right now and, and getting his name you know the impact wrestling is going to have him at their pay-per-view and they had a little video package on impact about Minoru suzuki is coming which you know it's another one of those like impact, if you're an getting, imp- on if the, you- uh, getting on the bus early <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> if seen him everywhere else come see him here if um, you're just an impact wrestling fan then like you may not know who that is and the fact that they stuck a video package up there kind of speaks volumes of like you know they understand it's like no this is a big deal they were getting him in our you know little backwater uh studio i don't understand how they make money <laughs> this is, i mean i honestly yeah. don't get it either i i, I totally concur uh but i mean good for them for you know putting something together just to kind of show their their limited audience but who's that that's clearly a loyal audience like you need to watch this and i'm i'm very fascinated to see who he's going to face like because i'm i'm kind of running the roster in my head and i'm like i have no idea who minoru suzuki is going to kill i hope it's, <laughs> i hope it's not ken shamrock uh, I don't want to. Last that. time I saw Ken Shamrock was over in uh, in Impact, so I hope it's I hope it's not him. But that pay per view is also going to give us the uh, return of uh, the the Iconics, now known as the Inspiration, and that's exciting. Yeah, good for them. For that's uh... what I, w- I would like to say. I also, as Shawnee said, like I don't understand how they turn a profit on that show, but also I really appreciate that it exists and it's some place for you know wrestlers to to work, wrestlers that can't get work you know, in some of the other bigger shows. All right. All right. What do you else, guys uh, have any? Go ahead. I, sorry. I was going to say, do you guys have any opinions on the other tournament that's going on? Those, that King and Queen of the Ring stuff? No, I, I said right from the, the top. I don't know. I have no opinions on WWE. <laughs> give me a second. Cause I can, give me a second because I can pull the bracket up for you. But it is uh, kind of fascinating. Xavier's not going to win, right? He lost already. Is that true? No, what? he's still in. Oh, okay. He's still, he won his first round match, but here's the thing. So last Monday, uh, while we were recording, Monday Night Raw was going on, um, Xavier beat Ricochet, which, cool. Um, and then um, I expected, because the other Raw match was Jinder and Kofi, that Kofi would win that match, and then you get Xavier and Kofi, which is an interesting, uh, you know, going into the, the semifinals this week. Instead, Jinder Mahal won his match, which means Xavier now has to face Jinder this week before they go to Crown Jewel for the finals. And I really hope that they're not going to pull the rug out from out from under a Xavier Woods who's wanted to be king of the ring since he was a young boy. You mean the WWE or the Saudis? Uh, well, a little of both, honestly. Mm, yeah. Because remember, the Saudis, when they get angry, they bone saw people. Um, sure. The royal family uh, accused of murdering a, a journalist, which is, uh, yeah. that's some heavy kayfabe. Only Vince McMahon knows that kind of that kind of uh, darkness. It's, uh, it's not something that Xavier Woods would probably be a party to normally. No, no, more than likely not. But, it, you know, it also makes me wonder, like, were Xavier Woods to win against Jinder Mahal tonight, does he get booed in Saudi Arabia? Because... They might have preferred to have Jinder Mahal in the in the finals for that. 
I don't know. know. I don't know. I feel like like I understand the fact that he's always wanted to be king of the ring, but it's like, could I not have it attached to a blood show? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a blood money show. Could I please win on our television? Sure. You know, I, I don't and, know. It, it's 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 just I'm so sour to the whole deal with the you know the Saudi royal family. It's just gross. Just gross. Randy the Macho Man us- Savage, also known as the Bone Son Spider Man. <laughs> you go in three minutes in the cage with Bone Saw. Um, it did also give us Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor, which I, I don't remember if I'd said anything to you guys, but if you'd have given me that match 10 years ago when they were both at the top of their NXT game, I'd have been so hyped. Yeah. I've been so excited about that. And it's not that they put on the- 10 years ago. Time's so yeah. <laughs> It's not that they put on a bad match. It's just that, like, I'm not as hyped about those wrestlers as, you know, I've, I've moved as a fan, I've moved on to other wrestlers that I'm super hyped about. Again, that rug pull line, right? Like the, these two have had the rug pulled on them so many times. Yeah. Fool me 19 times. Shame on everyone involved. <laughs> so yeah, I, did, <sighs> I didn't, uh, I didn't catch it. Although that's one that, and again, yeah, with you, Chuck, um, a few years ago, I would have been very, very excited about. Yeah, sure. And then on the on the women's side, they're they're queen of the uh, queen's tournament. I think they're just calling it the queen's crown queen's crown tournament. Uh, it looks like Zelina Vega will be representing SmackDown, and uh, tonight is Shayna Baszler versus Dewdrop. And I think uh, Justin's the one that maybe even said it last week that it looks like they're just setting this up to really put Shayna Baszler over as like just this crushing monster, which is what they've been doing on Raw for I think the last month. Good, they should have done that from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, are, are they on. just doing this to feed, you know, to feed her to whoever the champion is? You know, it seems like there's been this this short term booking for such a long time. And I, you know, I'm being a negative on the product again, but that's, you know, sort of my first thought is, okay, cool. They're going to build her up uh, so that because they're going to need someone for Bianca or Becky to knock down. Yeah. And this is just how they do things now, completely uh, without inspiration, right? They just, yeah, we'll throw a tournament together. We'll do some things. We'll then we'll give her a new funny costume and we can move on with our lives. I will say, um, while last week's NXT wasn't a huge deal, there are some new talent that really seem to be breaking through, at least with me. Um, they opened that show with um, Tommaso Ciampa versus a guy called Joe Gacy, who has a very almost Bray Wyatt-like character he's doing. Like he uses all the the touchstone um kind of things you hear in the media like safe space and cancel culture and stuff yeah and at first i'm like oh i hate this gimmick but like the way he smiles all the time and stares dead into the camera um is it like it's kind of getting over with me john wayne gacy's uh, pogo the clown would have gotten over with you chuck yeah yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that does yeah, that does qualify as bullshit. Gacy, this uh, this Chuck character. <laughs> I, I I'm highly. I have not watched the character, so I'm I'm being you know a dick. But I it makes me very uncomfortable that this company with the mentality that we know is at the top is doing this. You know, it's like when they treated uh, the um, the anarchists coming in and taking over the you know they they oh they, sure you know Gacy's going to end up in a silly mask doing a doing a cuckoo dance yay <laughs> but they always uh, also had the the very first match for uh the diamond mines ivy nile 
who I remember when I first, you know, when she first showed up with the diamond mind going like, wow, that, that tiny girl has some massive arms and I'm looking forward to seeing if she's any good in the ring. And from what I saw, she's, she's pretty decent. She ended with like some kind of torture rack where it looked like she was trying to bend the person around her own skull in half backwards and connect her hands uh, and the and the girl like tapped out before she could get her hands close enough to connect them. So Yikes. it's worth going back and taking a look at. Hmm. Might be another uh, kind of Shayna Baszler-esque character in the making. Ooh. Ooh. So dividends to be paid three or four years down the line. Who uh, when when the rest of the diamond mine are gone. Remember when Shayna right. Baszler was part of the four horsemen? They were gonna fight the four horsemen. Everyone was super sure. excited. Can't wait sure. to see this happen. Yeah, that never happened. Yeah, unfortunately. Happened. Yeah, they couldn't make. How are you going to make money with a female four horseman? Come on, <laughs> who, who wants to see that garbage uh, against the four MMA women? Nah, nah, nah. Got to write around all that. You know, outsmart yourself. Anything? Uh, anything going on in New Japan wise, Erica? Uh, they're uh, kind of getting the wrap up on the G one. Um, I don't know how much we want. I want to spoil. Like, cause that's, you know, I don't want to be like, I, I, I mean, one of the blocks is set. Um, the, you know, the corresponding block is still yet to uh, get the, it's, you know, final winner. I think that, gosh, I'm so thrown off. Like I, I'm <laughs> maybe that nap didn't do me well. Now I'm starting to fade <laughs> again. Like I was good for like two hours and now I'm like, boom, gone. Crash. Um, yeah. It's uh no, I mean it's it, it. I mean I love the G one. I I love watching it every year, but uh, like this year was was hampered by COVID stuff. They didn't really have a, a significant roster, and likely due to the fact that like Tokyo at least, or maybe all of Japan. I, I'm not quite sure, but like actually, I think it is the entire country. They are no longer under like emergency orders like and that just lifted like a week ago so it's just unfortunate timing due to the pandemic so hopefully next year the g1 will have like a couple of surprise appearances like if i mean who knows who knows who could appear but i mean you know moxley did the g1 and like he was okay during it uh i mean if we have the opportunity to see brian danielson in the g1 that'd be dope as hell uh i mean the 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 opportunities are limitless you know we just have to you know get to the point during this pandemic to where things are safe to travel again and maybe just maybe we can make that happen yeah i had read somewhere that suzuki uh was going to or had made an appearance for uh new japan and then i'd also seen over the weekend in the news that buddy murphy was coming to new japan right i think that might be the um the the new japan uh the la dojo Strong. which yeah which makes sense which is yeah. i mean like they, they i mean they still have some solid talent over there and like a lot of their young boys will leave tokyo to come to the la dojo to train and and whatnot but uh i, I feel like yeah that they're going to be appearing um on like new japan strong or whatever the hell the, the show is called but uh, I mean, it, I've I've never seen a New Japan Strong show and just been like, well, I regret watching that. Sure. Like even if even if the card is like, eh, like I don't know, but it, like it's still solid wrestling. If you like wrestling, if you enjoy athletic competition, right? Watch it. 
You know, you're not going to get the, you know, bullshit backstage segments, but that's never been New Japan style anyway. So if you just, if you don't want to watch just hours of just straight wrestling, like don't tune in. It's not for you. But if you do like that ish, do it. I do. It's nice. Did anyone catch, um, going back to um, Dynamite, did, did anyone catch El Idolo and, uh, and the Revival in their, their funny masks? Yes. Okay. Um, thoughts on CM Punk's calls throughout the entire night because he had me laughing. Yeah, amazing. They, like, just, well, there was the part uh, where it was, uh, what, Kira Hogan versus... Who I, I forgot who she she was. I don't saying. remember, but I know where you're headed with this. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, um, you know, at you know, I don't mean to assume, but is there a relation? And like, <laughs> I fell out. Like I lost my shit when when he made that joke. And then when uh, they had you had FTR in those, <laughs> yeah, w- when you had the FTR in those outfits, and he's like. <laughs> It's FTR. Is this fooling any of you? Like you could tell, like, he's, he's just not giving a shit. He's like, come on, you guys, it's them. Look at them. They have a very distinct body type. Yep. It's them. Um, but now I so basically CM Punk uh greater than Chris Jericho on the call, because Chris Jericho just yells the entire time sure. and does not stop. CM Punk at least has like witty one-liners and a in a respectable volume of voice (laughs) i mean just kirby-esque zigzags on the revivals uh uniforms they looked like they were out of like the new gods or something yes they absolutely look like a jack kirby creation those uh, as as goofy as those uh those those gimmicks those those outfits were i wouldn't mind seeing those outfits on some actual luchadors Speaking of luchadors, uh, there's a there's a a, a Mexican uh, luchador called uh, like El Vikingo or something. He's the Viking. what? And he'll be facing uh, Kenny Omega uh, early December for the AAA title. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, a cultural I... appropriation, uh, but I'm here for it because I want to see uh, El Vikingo or whatever the hell his name is. It's not quite I that, but it's really this. close. Yes. No, it's El Vikingo. No, oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. I, I don't know the language well. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, if he if he can wrestle the luchador style and 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 be a Viking, more power to him. Yeah, I'm 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 into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, one of the I just looked it up. One of the calls that uh, CM Punk had made when Serena Deeb was in the match was like, "Great hair on C- Serena Deeb." Which is a yes callback to her being part of the straight edge society and him shaving her head. Very nice, very nice. It's great. It's the kind of thing where, like, I could see uh, AEW people being upset that you don't get to see CM Punk wrestle every week, kind of thing. But like, dude, if you get him on the on the mic, making these these great one liners and you know trading with like Excalibur like that was the other thing I just read is that when he said something about Kara Hogan and said any relation and Excalibur without missing a beat is like to golf for Ben Hogan no yeah yeah that's that's where that joke was headed Excalibur yeah Yeah. (laughs) great save I mean it uh 
here's the, I don't want to see CM Punk wrestle every week. Like I, I want it to feel special. You yeah. know, I want like, but like him, on, I would, once again, <laughs> you still get like the appearance, which I think everyone appreciates. And he's just, he's really funny on commentary. Like yeah. he's just really good. Like who doesn't want like another jokester, behind, you know, behind the mic, you know, at the, at the table. Like it's just it, good. It's good fun. Rin, he's got same- eight years of opinion bottled up, right? That he he's, seems to be very good at letting out slowly. But he also has that wealth of history to, te- you know, so there's really a lot of intrigue with him on the mic and especially with uh, most of the roster yet to face him or for him to have any opinion on. Right. So this is also can plant seeds building towards future rivalries. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's it's it's all it's all quite exciting. I just the Friday night thing, man, like we're looking at this weird Friday night war where like 25 percent of the wrestling fandom is fighting over who they're watching. Right. Like it's. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. The whole thing is just very strange to me. It seems like they would be well. They were both getting NXT and AEW getting higher ratings on Wednesday nights head to head. You know, so why one of these isn't switched over to a Thursday or a Tuesday? Um, I don't quite understand um, because you'd get bigger numbers, and I, I can't imagine that all of those nights are just completely taken uh, on on the schedule by by good programming that's getting better ratings i don't the the world of high-end broadcasting a mystery to me fridays are fridays are tough sell it's my long way of saying friday friday nights are a tough sell sure sure not gonna you know watch three hours of professional wrestling on a friday yeah Um, right i don't even like having to watch one um i was excited this particular week i left work early i was feeling low under the weather so um i have to say that suzuki and brian uh, uh were, was a particularly um exciting for me like that was that was like that really hit the spot but that's not my normal week yeah yeah and, and it was weird my normal level of excitement either and it was weird too not having dynamite on a wednesday having it moved like oh, that frustrating frustrating first off uh, I, re- I require that dopamine boost on Wednesdays and uh, feel a bit uh, cheated that it wasn't there. But also then I'm not going to turn around and w- spend my whole weekend watching wrestling. No, thank you. I was sick and I still didn't do it. Uh, if I'm not sick, if I'm able to leave the house, uh, I sure would be looking at those options. You know, like is professional wrestling being geared only towards people who just like, is, is this an algorithm being created for people who are just so antisocial that they don't go out and have friends. Like, is that right. what I'm being relegated to? Is that what you're with the, the road you're guiding me down professional wrestling algorithm? Cause I'm not sure that I like it. I'm not sure it's particularly healthy. Yeah. What are you trying to tell me is what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, what, 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 what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't you, go out often. I go out you, sometimes. Uh, are you in sit in Sydney? Uh, are you, telling me professional wrestling that you believe I don't have any plans on Friday or Saturday. So I might as well turn my TV on. Is that what you're telling me? I yeah, yeah, I'm a bad case study. Cause it's like, I'm an old married woman. So it's like, you know, what, what are we going to do? What go out? Ha! No, I did feel, I did feel a little bit like our, our missing son this week, uh, Justin Valentine, because like with dynamite being on Saturday, there was a mentality in my head. It's like, well, they're not going to do anything special because it's not on Wednesday when everyone, when they expect to get their best ratings, it's like they, they must already expect, okay, we're going to be on Saturday for like two weeks in a row. Ah, do we really want to like debut this guy? Or do we really want to 
you know, punch this part of the story up. No, let's wait until we're back on Wednesday and then we can really get, you know, a good hit. Yeah, it's not like you're going to change the tag team titles or anything. Right. <laughs> Although that was what? That was, was it the AAA, the AAA titles? That was, that was different. And that, I mean, clearly there, something's up. So, I mean, I'll be fascinated to see if they actually go to a AAA event and defend yeah. or how long they'll they'll keep them or if it was just kind of like a one-off shock value deal which i mean whatever it's interesting yeah no for and sure well, it, yeah I don't no know if it did the lucha brothers that much you know do you like having the lucha brothers already lose is a little little unfortunate little unfortunate i think that they're they're sort but i you know you needed to have a wrinkle i suppose that's one thing tony's pretty damn good at is you know it's very rare that there's not a, a beat um within a week even even a lower you know a slower week you know he's able sure. to, to change these uh the a title for a different promotion which is is notable on the on, on the, the big the big booking sheet so to speak oh you mean the one he carries around well, when, yes, when he gets his picture he, taken yes yes that one so if we think that that's not going to be how it plays out except for for sure the tournament's going to be exactly the match that was on that card. So the rest right. of them are not. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus the Hangman. Ooh. Right. Darby and MJF. Well, there's, I've seen no reason why those two would get in a fight, at least by the time Full Gear rolls around. So why would we do? Yeah, we no, I'm sure that? it'll be a completely different slate. Completely different. <laughs> How about, uh, so what do you think? Um, uh, Roman Reigns said he's going to fight the entire AEW roster, including uh, t- top team. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess it's win-win for him, right? Because either he somehow wins the entire, I mean, Vince McMahon intervenes and uh, he wins the match, uh, or um, the entire roster beats up a, pa- a guy with cancer, which is not a good look, oh, not a good look at all. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I think that was big of Roman Reigns to uh, throw it out there. He said he would meet them at a club and throw them out. Um <laughs> very realistic maybe it'll be the underground fight club that he throws them out of on a monday yeah. night it's raw underground <laughs> yeah raw underground <laughs> bring it back for one night only yeah. uh, it's still yes, happening it's just underground they don't get cameras down there anymore ah oh i get it where do you think shane mcmahon's been yeah exactly i don't know just sweating and breathing heavily somewhere <laughs> that's what shane mcmahon's been doing are you guys at all into the America top team faction? Cause it does no. nothing for me. Nothing. Like every time, like I forget that they're a thing every time until they show up and I'm like, Oh, these people. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, it does nothing for me. I mean, it, the, cause I was, I was bitching about just their appearance on, on the various AEW programs and, uh, Eric pointed out something that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense that clearly this is probably going to have a blow off with like Hager and one of those guys in an actual MMA fight. And I'm like, Oh, I should have thought about that. I'm like, that makes sense. I'm like, I'm so glad I married a smart guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess there's a purpose. Um, That angry man. uh, He's very good on the mic. Please Very believe good. That he's probably a real piece of work on the in real life. Like hanging out around him's got to be real annoying if he's just cutting promos on people all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm also not particularly excited. They are names I recognize, and I, I think they're acquitting themselves well on the television. Um, does it? Do you think that we are all sort of over the inner circle, 
so much that that is not helping if they were, you know, if, if they were, if they were crossing paths with you know, the super elite or even, um, even uh, the dark order, would that be any more or less interesting to you? Or you just, do you think it's just the MMA? You just don't care about outsiders coming into the, the sport in this fashion and capacity. Yeah, it's probably the latter. It's probably the fact that like, I don't have almost any history with most of this faction. So, and, and they had, and the people that I do have history with were part of like a separate faction before this happened. So it's just like, yeah, that guy's pretty heelish on the mic and saying some mean things and they've been beating up Chris Jericho, but like, all right, cool. You're not beating up anybody. I, I don't want to see you get beat up. <laughs> That's the interesting thing is they're clearly trying to put Jericho on the babyface path, which would be the one he's never had a title reign as a babyface would be a wonderful capper to his career. However, has he become too heel for the professional wrestling fan <laughs> right. in real life, I guess is perhaps a bit of the question. Although, you know, it seems like the live audiences are still down for Jericho. Yeah. Like the, the pops and the sing-alongs um, I never fail to kind of amaze me. I'm like, why? Yeah. every week i'm like this guy kind of not my favorite as a human but uh, i mean look it, it's still it he's still jericho so i mean i guess you got to give it to him like, like that um you'll have to forgive me you might have saw me kind of disoriented like somehow my bluetooth here was connected oh, no. weird to my phone and then my mother was calling and then there was <laughs> voices and it was just it was very strange um are so, you telling us that there were voices in your head talking to you? They talked to me. Fair. Very fair. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, I, I think it was from a house show, but uh, Xavier Woods uh, had a, a video online. I saw it this morning uh, getting super hyped to that song. And it was adorable. <laughs> like singing it like he sings Batista's song. And it oh was boy. real good. Real good. Uh, but what, Shawnee, you asked, something while I was having a freak out was it just basically like do you have like was it a continuation of do you have any attachment to anybody on this team or like it yeah, just, is there any context in which top team would have any interest to you no I like I've never been an MMA person it freaks me out um once again I like my violence scripted and um uh choreographed beautifully I don't like things that are real life is real uh-uh i don't want i don't want that that shit at all like it's that's scary i no no um so i love it in audio capacity the way you're reacting it's like it, it is happening in real time right now in front of you like we're doing some violence over skype and you're like no no it's I, it's just it's never done anything for me mma like it just never um ugh. so i mean whatever like I, I obviously once again just because i don't like it doesn't mean that millions upon millions of people all over the world don't absolutely love it and whatever go have fun go go watch go watch your gross cauliflower eared arm bar guys and gals i don't care i don't know i don't know it's just yeah it's just it's not for me but whatever to each their own so in that capacity, having them go against the inner circle is probably the best result, right? Like it just sort of packs them all off into one little world that that we you seem the two of you seem to be down on. I guess I, you right. know, I guess I am a little bit too at this point. 
Um, I, I, I'm more just sort of like we've seen Jericho consistently since the start of the show. And there are people on the undercard who I want to see. I absolutely respect that Jericho is incredibly important in adding oh. a crown jewel. Um, I will use right. that term uh, because he's become blood money um, <laughs> uh, to the early days of, of AEW. But I feel like like it's time to move on to sort of phase two. Right. And um, and that Hoovy match was such a disaster. Like it, it's really was a like, oh, you really are running the risk of putting on bad matches bad professional wrestling, which is uh, counterethical to everything that uh, this um, AEW is doing. It's not that, uh, you know, there he's, it's the bad match thing. It's, it's clearly like, you know, he has grown older and his style of wrestling has changed and Hoovy has not changed, even though he's gotten older and clearly there was no communication beforehand. And he probably just thought, well, Jericho can go. No, he can't. Not like that right. no more. Uh-uh. It's uh it is slowed down significantly. So it's um I mean, he's he's still obviously sound in the ring. He's not like a dangerous guy per se. It's just he's not a cruiserweight anymore. And he needs to wear higher waisted pants. <laughs> like it's just it's not a flattering look. No. Like overalls huh? maybe. Yeah, it's, there we go. That's fine. I I would take it, but like Hillbilly Chris. It's just it's just not good. It's just it's not good. And I'm worried that it's 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 very it's close to just plumber crack all the time. And I'm like, no one needs to see that. That's the most dangerous part of a Jericho match, you're saying? Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to see your butt. You're 50 something. Like that's you know, uh, no. I don't need to I see almost, Jericho's ass. I almost wish Chris Jericho had been a part of the exploding death match instead of John Moxley, because then he would be the constant between every misstep AEW has had. <laughs> that would have been fitting. Yeah, that would have been good. But sadly, that was not the case. Not the case. No, unfortunately not. All right. So, well, I think we filled kind of a show. We talked yeah, about I think we pretty much covered close to an hour. We, we covered, covered the stuff that was important to us. Yeah. yeah. If there's stuff that was important to anyone else, I can let us know. You can find us on Twitter at one fall show. We got one fall show at gmail.com. I think technically. Oh my Lord. I just. Ooh, that's, it sounded like a, like a demon escaped your body. I that wish. One. Ready They're to all go still there. I can feel them. And, uh, we better get out of here before the top of the ring falls down and God puts the smackdown. Uh, <laughs> well, Justin's yeah, it's favorite uh, pay-per-view of the year. Uh, if, uh, if, he's not here to remind us how fun that was. See, you weren't here, Erica. He defended that mightily. He thought it was fun that it was something so different to have God win the match. Well, <laughs> I, I, I do remember him trying to defend it. Yeah, he and, does that a lot. Well, I, I mean, it, it, look that's his that's his brand he has the right to like whatever he wants um but you know he had it in his mind that like oh they're gonna follow up on this <laughs> like and i'm like honey no, no, it's, uh, it's not, that's that's not how they do things over there oh, like yeah. no, no no they're gonna just be like do 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 move on and the boyish nothing naivete is of mm-hmm. just, valentine mm-hmm. well it's it's <laughs> 
No, he, see, no, Rob's going to show up uh, in Detroit three days after Christmas to ruin your holiday season. Spending <laughs> it's Christmas until the twenty eighth, and then oh, and then. <sighs> I mean, Merry so, Christmas! Here's Goldberg. Uh, hard pass. Can uh, you think God can at least have the entrance music? Uh, the Johnny Cash "God Is Going to Strike You Down" that we wanted. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, that would have been amazing. Around, go against Becky Lynch would be the Johnny yes. Cash versus Johnny Cash entrances. I think that would be better than what we're getting now. That would be fantastic. Well, before we go, let me plug um, Nerd Radio because, as Erica had said last week, uh, I got to talk to Bryce Remsberg of AEW for about ten minutes, and he is an absolute delight. It is totally worth listening to. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. very very fun interview. Um, I plugged it on my Twitter, so I don't know if that helped at all because I don't know. We we've discussed Twitter before, where it's like. Sometimes things take off. Sometimes you just screaming into the void. And if you people want to know how they can find Erica Bannis on Twitter, Google it. Google it. There you go. There you go. Award winning Erica Bannis. Also, before we leave, because you mentioned things taking off on Twitter, uh, last week I took some opportunity to watch a couple of. Excuse me. Another couple of horror movies. It's it's passing. I got the opportunity to watch a couple of horror movies, one of which was Midsummer, which is not at all connected to the fact that there is now a Twitter called Midsummer Mosh, where you can see uh, the cult freaking out to different songs like oh. 21 Guns or Dragula or Sweet Caroline. How did so, you like uh, the Midsummer? I did. I liked it a lot. After seeing Florence Pugh in Black Widow, um, I, I, I love that uh, she's got such a beautiful scowl. And they really hammered it home in Midsummer. It was very, it felt a little bit like, um, like one of those cannibal movies, but with a European flair instead of, you know, being somewhere in the midst of Africa. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting watch. It's, it's an emotionally grinding movie if, if, yeah. you're, if you're, you know, got up your finger on the pulse of the, the spirit of the thing. Very dark spirited film. Beautiful colors, yeah. though, which I like. I like Absolutely. things with beautiful colors fooling me in down the. It's the primrose path to hell. A great and, uh, representation of taking shrooms too. I really yeah. like the camera effects for that stuff. Yeah, Good midsummer stuff. mosh. Go on Twitter and check it out. All right, and, and um, did you uh, have you did you appear in Super Universe this week? Uh, yes. Yeah, we had we did Super Universe this week. We are the second week into our new. Um, our new season, we had some some more banger matches going on. SmackDown was pretty lit. We had uh, WWE Backlash, where Roman Reigns defended against Malachi Black. Oh, not bad, not bad. And I see that Nate, and uh, I see Nate has released a new uh, what is it called? Game on video game. Uh, I listened to the first episode dropped today. They're yep. like roughly five minute um, news recaps, and he's very very good at this. This is a very awesome medium for nate i think that this yeah. is going to do well if you if you are into video games even a little bit or if you have a console but you don't necessarily use it maybe pop this into your stream and check it out it's only about five minutes beautifully produced and uh you know you can keep your pulse on what's happening in the video game world i thought it was very interesting he talked a little bit about uh the fact that twitch has uh, put the smackdown on uh, blockchain gaming which is cryptocurrency adjacent stuff interesting and, um wise move for now as somebody who is now deeply steeped in the cryptocurrency world um it's very because there is no oversight there is really very little way to know what is a legitimate project and which is a scam project 
without doing a ton of footwork. And that's not something that, uh, um, not Twitch, um, who's the video game download service? Uh, who do you get your computer games from? Oh, uh, Steam. Steam, yes, Steam. You know, it's not something that Steam will be able to, uh, you know, to, to, to manage. You know, it's something that at some point here, the federal government's going to have to figure out how to start uh, um, managing these things. I think ultimately yeah. they are going to appear on Steam. Ultimately, this technology is going to infiltrate everything. It's just growing. But the problem is, is where there's like a huge gap that still has to be um, made. And so that was interesting. It's, you know, hearing something that I, I'm not a big video game guy. And right on the very first episode, I was like, oh, here's a story I know. So I would recommend that people check it out. I think you're going to like it. And uh, it was good to hear Nate like just thriving like this is his element very absolutely cool. very cool stuff um so game on uh let's play it's called oh let's play oh, i'm so sorry man i'm so sorry let's play yeah what's the subheading because there are several let's plays on... let's play daily gaming news thank you let's play daily gaming news it started today it goes monday through friday and uh worth it was, like you said it's five minutes man it's five minutes out of your day to get the headlines and what's going on in video games yeah yeah i dug it all right, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at shawnee.constant, and you can find Chuck, uh, as he said, on uh, Nerd Radio and uh, at Chizuck, right, on, on the Twitter? Yes. Erica Banis, as always, at Erica and read her articles. Googler. She's a very, very good at drawing traffic to her articles, and you should am, check actually. them out. Award-winning, Erica Banis, award-winning. What a pleasure. Thank you uh, so much for doing this today, you guys. And uh, we will, oh, next week, are we going to try to record live from the, the one fall I mean, show brunch? Am I going to be packing up all of this material? I mean, you I, can, I've got the uh, capability here on my, I've got an app on my phone that I use for interviews. When I go to cons and stuff, we can use that. We can, however we want to do it. We can press record while we're having brunch. Ooh. I feel like if we didn't try to do something, it's a lost opportunity because okay. the four of us have never been in the same room together before. Okay. okay. Do we have a table that we can sort of all four sit facing oh, one yeah. another? And uh... I can, I can clean off this mess and we can all sit here um, right now. What you don't see. Yeah. What you don't see to this other side of my hand, which is a great descriptor considering this is a podcast. Uh, it, it, there's just shit everywhere. So um yeah, I'll clean up. I'll 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 uh, I'll I'll get this table situated, and we can maybe sit down with our assorted breakfast accoutrement. Ooh. And yeah, outstanding. All right, something to look forward to. And then uh, hopefully the week after that, we can bring the shoot show boys back in here. We can uh, tidy up this whole kerfuffle about belts that we've you know left in the dust i don't know what the deal is we definitely need to get more led rings for around or led boards for around the ring so we can keep tyler under there that's true maybe if uh, it wasn't so nice under there yeah maybe we didn't have a second champions club going on underneath that ring i like this idea we should really we should really work on the under the ring what what is actually going on under the ring all right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Have fun. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. There's a Nintendo 64 under the ring with GoldenEye and four controllers, and that's why it's so nice under there. That, well, that there would do it. That would do it. Do we have any titles? Is that... Uh... No, no, I didn't write any because I um, You were actively engaged in the to. conversation? Yeah, I wanted to just talk <laughs> and, and whatnot. 
Uh, Amy just walked by and said, Merry Christmas. Here's Goldberg is a good one. Ugh. <laughs> and not, not to the title, just the idea. Right. Just the right. idea. No, it's a solid title name. But uh, it's like, I don't want to. No, Bill, I have no use for you. <laughs> Even though he did. You, right. He was in that one horror movie, Santa's Santa Slay. Santa Slay. Yes. Yeah. yes, he was. So I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. But this was fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on Sunday. Is there a particular time you want us all over? That is a great question. Um, I'd say between like maybe by 11. Okay. I don't know. Like that seems healthy, right? Also, did you you want to ride Shawnee? Most likely. I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah, they at least know where, you know, between, you know, Chuck and Amy, they know where I live somewhat. I mean, obviously, I would give out my address. I'm not just going to be like, find it. Google it. <laughs> just Google it. Just, <laughs> even though I'm sure you could probably find my address through like a very, you know, simple a, Google A one false show bat symbol up and we just got to follow it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, 11's healthy because that All way right. people can at least sleep a little. Yeah. And it'll be a proper brunch time. I think uh, the one fall show bat symbol would just be Eddie Kingston's mouth. Maybe. Or like his facial hair, the outline of the silhouette of his facial hair. Gotcha. No, it, you know, it would just be that gif of him looking like down the hard cam going like and winking at it. <laughs> just the way. That's, that's what it is. The winking Eddie Kingston symbol <laughs> signal. Can you imagine looking up in the sky and seeing winking Eddie Kingston. And it's not just a symbol like it's it's a gif. So it's yeah. just looping over and over. Eddie Kingston winking at you from above. Like, God, is that like, you? It's oh. very transmit. Very transmit. Mm. <sighs> All, right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. All right. Everyone hang in there. And I got to get back to work because, right. because I do. Yep. Damn it. Award right. winning ain't easy. No, it ain't, man. However, oh, man, I'm going to. The rock hall ceremony i got approved for a fancy press pass Ooh, yeah like i'm gonna because like the last time i went to the ceremony to cover it it wasn't f- like i was part of a different um like another a local writer who um freelances for billboard was like yeah. he's like i you know i get to take a team and he's like and i like to keep it like you know keep it home like bring 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 like just Detroit people so he brought me to be uh, part of his team covering the whole ceremony and I was like in the backstage area where they had press situated now because my boss has a mad hookup with the publicist that runs like the media stuff with the Rock Hall um, I'm in I'm in like the main press area with like all the fancy folks so just nice. rub an elbow so it's Oh, oh, it's going to be good. I'm very excited already. Good for you. When's that happening? That's the 30th. So I'll drive down to Cleveland like the day of, check into the hotel, chill for a bit, go to the venue, work a fuck ton. Yep. Go back to the hotel, sleep, wake up, go home. Like it's an insane day. Like it's going to be. It's it's a crazy weekend. I'll be beat. It'll be so awesome. 
It's going to be so great. It's going to be great. Like Paul McCartney's going to be there. Like Paul McCartney is going to be inducting the Foo Fighters. Nice. Um, like you have Angela Bassett, who's going to induct Tina Turner, Excellent. which is amazing. Um, I think Drew Barrymore is inducting the Go-Go's. I don't All know right. why. Like it's just, it's just a really weird mix of people that are going to be there. And I'm like, I get to watch it all. Yeah. Ah. It's very exciting. If you can't tell, I'm excited. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be talking to you guys in chat and I'll see y'all Sunday.